Hi Popcorn Junkies, I wonder if that made you jump in your headphones, sorry about that. So this is a review of an Argentinian film. Don't turn off, don't turn off, don't turn off, it's an Argentinian film. Maybe I should say this is a review of a Penelope Cruz film, because then you might not turn off and that's why you're seeing Penelope Cruz in latex and in Nike gear and on the front of all of the magazines is because she's in a new film called Official Competition. Um, official competition. It's a play. It's a play on terms. It's a play on words here. Um, I read it or read it as official competition, as in those art house films that get into competitions, such as the Cannes Film Festival, because Penelope Cruz plays a director, uh, an eccentric but much garlanded, award garlanded uh, director, Lola Cuevas. Uh, she's won the Palme d'Or. Her fictional character has, and she's a an incredibly sort of esoteric, odd, strange. Um, bizarre kind of artist with great curly sort of hair. She sort of reminds me, she's kind of crossed between Nadia and six other Nadias. She's notorious for making sort of like, you know, critically acclaimed films, but also films that are hated. Well, she's like any art house director. She's hit and miss, but she's eccentric and she's offbeat and she breaks the rules and she's got unconventional and experimental approaches to the making of films. And the premise of this film is very simple. And what I love about this film, it's a comedy, uh, but it's as is, as is the way with so many foreign films. It's a comedy that makes you think about huge philosophical issues. Um, and it's a film that plays on the term official competition because, of course, they're making an art house film. Will it be will it be entered into the Cannes Film Festival, a festival? Will it be entered into a, an official competition in a festival? But also there's a competition that develops between the two lead actors. And this is something I want to talk about, which is my frustration with the promotion of this film. Yes, Penelope Cruz is there. Yes, she's the star, the Hollywood star. But this also stars Antonio Banderas. And it also stars an actor called Oscar Martinez. And without both of them, in a sense, Penelope Cruz... Well, she wouldn't have the actors to perform alongside and it wouldn't be a film. But they are so equally strong and powerful, I would argue perhaps even more powerful than her somewhat, I hate to say it, overplayed, slightly two-dimensional director. Um, all of her tropes and all of her kind of tics and all of her eccentricities weren't eccentric enough for me in terms of uh, a crazed, mad, uh, you know, Argentinian slash Spanish filmmaker. But what's the premise? The premise for this film is uh, an ageing multimillionaire, a successful sort of businessman, billionaire, is looking for some way to kind of, uh, you know, stake his kind of remembrance on the world. You know, what will it be? Will it be a bridge in his name? And then he hits upon the idea, no, it will be a film. Or as they say in Spanish, una película. Una película. And as his assistant says to him, but what will the una película be about? And he says, I don't know, that's not for me. So they go about employing the greatest art house film director there is, Penelope Cruz. Um, and she recruits two of the best leading actors that are from opposite ends of the acting style spectrum. One played by Antonio Banderas and one played by uh, a find to me. He's great. Oscar Martinez. Now, Oscar Martinez's character, he's a, you know, he's a sort of, he's a deeply kind of grounded, thorough, uh, Stanislavski methodology, method. He brings trauma, he brings grief, he brings his life experience into his art. For him, it's not just a performance, it's an in he has to inhabit the part. He teaches other kids, to, to young kids, to be actors. He's, he's at the academic end. He's the sort of theoretical academic end of acting. He's that sort of theatrical, you know, gra gravelly. He's, he's kind of nuanced and he's sophisticated. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got Antonio Banderas, who's just a kind of lucky star just strolls in 
doesn't do all of that shit, just chucks it out there, reads the words, doesn't believe in having inhabiting the character, doesn't believe there needs to be a backstory, just wants to get it done, and therein lies the rub. Because, of course, they both think that the other one is a total fucking wanker. And so this becomes a film about Penelope Cruz uh, trying to pursue her sort of strange visions for her film. Though, I have to say, again, one of my frustrations with this was we didn't get enough of her, her own visual visions of the film. Uh, but we do get to see two brilliant actors trying to out-compete each other or compete with each other and out-act each other for her affections. Um, and within this, there are some fabulously funny and thought-provoking sequences where, for example, um, Antonio Banderas, you know, there's a belief from uh, Oscar Martinez, you know, the kind of, you know, the sort of the the grounded, the thorough actor, that, that Antonio Banderas is just, you know, he just appeals to the, the worst common denominator. He's a populist. He's only interested in populism. His acting isn't grounded. It's not it's not founded in truth. It's just gimmick. Uh, and we have great moments where Antonio Banderas acts this fantastic scene, shares with the, the crew, shares with Penelope Cruz, shares with Oscar Martinez, the fact that he's been diagnosed with a terrible terminal cancer. And we go into that story in such depth. But of course, there's a flip side to it. And then, of course, we have both actors are kind of, you know, they're sort of hovering over each other. And even when um, even when Antonio Banderas is talking about being, uh, you know, fatally, fatally ill, um, uh, Oscar Martinez is thinking to himself, ah, oh, but you know what, Penelope? I could play both actors if needs be, one with a beard, one without a beard. So it becomes, a br it's a brilliant film about acting. It's a brilliant film about uh, the competition between actors. It's a brilliant film about ego. It's a brilliant film about what actors uh, try. In fact, it's two acting showcases showing two very different actors. I mean, Antonio Banderas plays this sort of superficial, you know, fast car driving, cool girl. Uh, he has sex with cool girls, you know, whilst his kind of tummy muscle. He doesn't even do his sit-ups properly. He has a machine that artificially creates his abs whilst his, you know, his cool girl's sort of bored on the phone behind him. You know, he's superficial. He's he's horrible. He's, he's fake. He's fraudulent. He's that sort of end of the the acting world that you just think, oh God, no thanks. And yet, in a weird way, he's as honest to his own style of acting as Oscar Martinez is to his. Um, throughout the film, there are some fantastically funny sequences. A deeply discomforting one where the daughter of the billionaire who's funding the film has, obviously through nepotism, gets a part in the film. And they have this curious scene where Penelope Cruz, the director, has set up all these microphones and each actor has to kiss the face of the billionaire's daughter's face. Uh, and all the microphones, and it's great because the film goes to the natural sound of all these thousands of microphones, and you hear kissing. It makes Love Island sound like a stroll in the park. It sounds like, you know, streamline stereophonic sound whereas this is just awful and it's it's difficult and it's abrasive and meanwhile Penelope Cruz uh, steps in to show both actors how perhaps it could be better be done one of the funniest scenes for me in the entire film was a scene where she wants to put both actors under extraordinary stress and duress and in order to do this she brings in an enormous crane and she descends from it an enormous sort of multi-tonned rock which then is descended on chains and is hovering, hanging, but it's held by a crane. And then she parts both the actors beneath this rock and they have to deliver their lines and perform their lines in an ever more emotional state of stress, if you like. Antonio Banderas, Antonio Banderas is absolutely 
excellent. This is a, a follow-up punch after his movie Pain and Glory, which I didn't think was a brilliant film, but I thought he was fantastic in it. He's a guilty pleasure, Antonio Banderas. He's got comedy bones. Um, there, there was an argument that perhaps he could have camped it out, but I didn't think he... This doesn't become panto. This stays classy. And so the rivalry between the two actors is brilliant. Penelope Cruz tries to punish them both by making herself unavailable too. Penelope Cruz has breakdowns where she's talking into a kind of, well, it's like a, you know, the tube of a hoover. She's sort of saying words to herself. She has a mood book, a script, her version of the script has things like tampons attached to it and sort of fabric and all this kind of stuff. And so she, you know, she, she manages to go some way to sort of portraying the extraordinary eccentricities and depths that uh, a sort of artist filmmaker would go to. There was just something just missing uh, for me slightly in Penelope Cruz's performance whereas I really bought into the two actors and again Oscar Martinez once we discover that Antonio Banderas's performance about his cancer well once we discover what that's all about Oscar Martinez does an equivalent thing where he kind of fraudulently builds up Antonio Banderas as an actor to only then bring him down so you have these moments in it where they're both obviously they're performing in this film but they both perform soliloquies or monologues in situ that you buy into, I bought into each of them. And it just again proves to you the art of acting is such a sensationally clever thing. It's such a, it's such a layered thing. It's such a layered thing. Many, many comic jokes. I mean, there are moments I could sit and watch Penelope Cruz telling uh, Oscar Martinez how to deliver a meaningless line 85 different times again and again. It was just wonderful. Watching the sides knocked off these two actors was absolutely sensational. And all of this is building too, unusually, one of the most shocking moments I can remember in a film this year. Right at the end of this film, there was one of the most shocking moments. I was not expecting, I did not see it. It surprised me. And yet it was so shocking, I couldn't stop laughing. And I was the only person in the cinema who was roaring with laughter. And I hoped, I just want to know whether you did have the same response. Because as I was roaring with laughter, all these po-faced people were kind of looking at me going, ooh, this is not, not particularly pleasant, is it? Very funny, very witty, very dark. A, a, a brilliantly sort of layered portrait of the creative process of making a film could have done with a little bit more of what the film could have ended up like I think we perhaps stayed in rehearsal too much maybe it would have been too ambitious to do all of this whilst on set with the film actually being made but hey you know it as preparation for a film this was a this was a fabulous fabulous piece of filmmaking very funny very witty crisply written brilliantly acted and Penelope Cruz is always beautiful in it even where she perhaps just falls short of the I think she needed to take the comedy a little bit further I think the script needed to take her character a bit further but in summary I just have to give you a snapshot of possibly one of the funniest most surreal scenes I think I've ever seen in cinematic history where two actors are cellophaned together in a uh, lecture room in a lecture hall and uh, Penelope Cruz uh, in an act of purging them of their egos and their past, takes every one of their, uh, you know, valued trophies, palm doors, golden globes, whatever their awards are, she puts them into a grinding machine that destroys them. You watch and you think about how would actors actually respond to this? If there's any, perhaps, if there was a beat that was perhaps a little bit unbelievable, was that any actors would be able to actually recover from this act of sabotage against all of their most valuable kind of relics that prove the artistry of their, of their craft. And so it was just such a funny scene watching these two actors literally cellophane together, struggling, struggling to try and stop her from destroying their much valued trophies and Oscars and awards. It was truly hysterical. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.